0: Just a note before we start. This podcast is designed to be listened to in order. So if you haven't caught up yet, head back to episode one What is the Share Market? to start your investment journey.
1: A listener production. Welcome back to ComSec Invest, the share market simplified. I know, I know. Putting the word simplified in the same sentence as the share market is possibly a stretch. If you're just getting started, you're more likely to describe the share market like this. All right, enough of that, enough of that. Once the domain of blokes in suits on Wall Street, today's share market sounds a lot more like this. And whether you realise it or not, you might already have some investments.
2: Superannuation accounts will get a boost from next week. Does mean a lot in retirement. These increases in super contributions are coming thick and fast.
0: The best way for person that's new to the market is to think about their own superannuation.
1: Oscar Oberg oversees literal billions of dollars of investment at Wilson Asset Management. And even he still remembers the first time he learned about superannuation.
0: You know, I remember when I first had my I guess taste of superannuation I was working in a pub and I was like who's who's host plus? What's this? And looked it up on the internet and then worked it out, oh geez, okay, that's a superannuation fund. So obviously a portion of your salary gets saved away at a superannuation fund of some sort, that fund will dictate where that money goes. So it can go to cash, it could go to private equity, it could go in the share market or equities.
1: If you've ever been employed in Australia, then a portion of your income has been invested in superannuation. It's a compulsory scheme to help people put money away for retirement and your money is invested in the market by whichever fund you're with. Now, this isn't a podcast about superannuation, but I do think there's a little confidence boost that comes with knowing you might already have a presence in the share market. So let's head back to the share market right now and reaffirm that confidence with some wise words from ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle.
0: If you're nervous about investing on the ASX, don't worry. You'll just need to learn a bit more about how to use technology and find a good broker. Knowledge is the key
3: to confidence after all.
1: Are you guys sure that was Aristotle?
3: Yeah, I saw it on TikTok.
1: (sighs) But fake Aristotle was right. Knowledge is the key to confidence. So, let's go get some. I'm Jamila Rizvi, a podcaster, author and recent investing convert. And this is Comsec Invest, your complete novice guide to investing in the share market. In today's episode, we're answering the question all of us have asked ourselves. How safe is this whole investment business?
4: A bunch of my friends started investing just before COVID and they lost a fair bit of money, so it kind of freaked me out. I think what scares me most about investing is the thought of losing all my money. Other
2: forms of investment like houses just seem so much simpler, like you can just touch a house.
1: Almost every new investor we spoke to had something about investing that made them a bit nervous. Which makes sense. Fed's preferred inflation gauge core PCE
4: increased 0.3%. Pretty clear signal that the last of our economic dominoes are beginning to topple.
0: Not being as restrictive as maybe the rates market would suggest because of the size of the balance sheet. Like anything that's new, investing for the first time, you're entering a world that has got existing language, existing rules.
1: That's Scott Hudson from Computer Share. We'll talk later about his role in the share market. But for now, know that through his work, Scott talks to new investors all the time.
0: It would be like walking out to a a cricket pitch to try and play cricket for the first time without knowing the rules, without knowing how the game's actually played. Uh, You need to spend time to get across how the game's played.
1: Don't worry, we're not going to make you learn how to play cricket. But it's not a bad analogy for the share market. It's a game with a tonne of rules, and without doing the groundwork, it can be really hard to understand. But, much like the share market, there are just a few basics you need to know to get started, and you can pick the rest up as you go along. So, let's go buy a share. To buy a share, you first need to decide what to buy and where to go. I'll let Stephen Daglian from Comsec take it from here.
3: I like to think an exchange is kind of like a big shopping centre, a Westfield if you like, that has all of these shops under one roof and if you wanted to buy pants in one shop, shoes in another, it's quite convenient having all those businesses a few steps away rather than having to buy pants here and then, you know, drive for a couple of hours to get somewhere else in a bit of a dangerous neighbourhood.
1: Some shopping centres have better security, others have more capacity for parking. Some are open longer hours and others specialise in certain products or simply have more shops. Exchanges are no different. They all have their strengths and features. We're especially lucky here in Australia because our share exchange, the ASX, is world-class.
2: Not all jurisdictions around the world have the same focus and regulation that the Australian market has.
1: Now, it's true that working at the ASX could make Graham O'Brien a bit biased. But he is also bang on. The ASX and the Australian market are considered world leaders when it comes to safety and regulation.
2: When we're investing overseas, we need to be conscious of... What is the regulation controlling the markets that we're getting involved in? So if I start thinking about Europe and US markets, they obviously have very heavy regulations like the Australian market. But uh, if I start getting into some smaller economies, then we need to be mindful of what uh, securities are involved when we're investing in those markets.
1: One of the big positives of investing in a large market like the ASX or the New York Stock Exchange is the long list of criteria for any company that wants to list with them. This ensures that only high-quality companies become available for you to buy.
2: Opening
0: bell ringing. They're all clapping. At the NASDAQ, it's cryptocurrency miner celebrating.
2: Before a company can even be listed on the stock exchange, they need to pass a whole bunch of rules and regulations to come to the market. So some of those can be... A shareholder mix, you can't just come to the market with just one shareholder. You need to have a wide range of shareholders before you can come to the market. You need to prove that you've got proper financials before you can list on the marketplace itself. And the market expects that you've got a direction for growth and profit in the future. And if you're continually going to make a loss forever and a day, then the market isn't going to accept uh, that company onto the market itself.
1: So let's decide then that we're going to buy a company on the ASX. What's next? Well, now we need a broker. If this is the first time you've heard of a broker, they're basically a person or platform that you'll need to go through to buy a share.
2: So when I'm talking about a stockbroker, broker, us as investors that are investing into the Australian share market, you can't come directly to the stock exchange and buy and sell shares. The person who's the intermediary or the broker that's allowing you to access those shares in the market is a stockbroker. Now, that doesn't have to be a physical human being. It could be an app on a phone or a uh, a website that I can access the market through. But they're the people that are placing your order onto the stock exchange itself. So all the stock broker is, is that intermediary that gives you the access to the market.
1: Imagine you want to buy some pants from that shopping centre, but it's massive and you don't know your way around. So you pay someone who knows it like the back of their hand to go in, find the pants store and make a purchase on your behalf. That's what a broker does. And not all brokers are created equal either. Some cost a bit more and might have some nifty tools or research that give you more information about the pants you bought. And others might be cheaper, but will mostly just help you make the purchase.
4: Uh, So brokers that are regulated by ASIC really are regarded as the safest.
1: That's Craig, another Comsec investment brain. He referenced ASIC, which is the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. They're one of Australia's big market regulators. More on that soon.
4: There may be smaller brokers that you prefer because they're not providing all the bells and whistles that you effectively don't want. I think there are
3: benefits with, you know, those larger brokers that might be, for example, backed by a major bank, and it can give you a sense of, of security and safety.
4: Certainly, there's always gonna be the big and small, you see out there. Uh, at the end of the day, they're all having to follow the same rules.
1: One of the main differences in brokers is how your share is held once you've bought it, because not all brokers operate in the same way, and some options are better than others.
3: So when you buy shares in Australia, there are three main ways that shares are held. Your shares can be chess-sponsored, they can be issuer sponsored or they can be bought through an omnibus or a custodial model, something that some of the newer apps offer.
1: Back to the shopping centre. Chess-sponsored shares are when your broker goes in... the pants and your details are automatically saved in a system as the official owner of the pants. And whenever you buy anything else, even if it's from another shop, your record of ownership will be saved in the same system.
3: So some of the benefits with holding your shares via the chest system, one of them a key one is that all of your shares with the broker are held under that one HIN or a holder identification number. And this is a unique number that identifies you as the owner of those shares via that broker. So you could buy shares in a major mining company, one of the big four banks, your favorite retailer, and all those shares are consolidated to sit under that one hint rather than getting a different number to identify each of those companies. So this means less paperwork. but It's also easier to manage your personal details if there's a change you need to make.
1: With issuer-sponsored shares, instead of a centralised process recording you as the legal owner no matter where you shop, each shop gives you an individual receipt when you buy something.
3: In this instance, you're allocated an SRN. This is a security holder reference number. You're going to hear lots of acronyms here. And this identifies you as the owner as well. But one of the differences here is that you get a different SRN for each stock that you might own.
1: With all these SRN numbers flying around, things can get complicated. And that's where someone like Scott Hudson from Computershare comes in. Computershare run a share registry and work with the company selling the shares to keep track of all their shareholders and their SRNs.
0: It's similar to what um, Service New South Wales does, or or Vic Roads here in Victoria, in terms of recording ownership of cars and vehicles. So computer share and registries record the ownership of companies.
4: Well, if we think about a share registry and the role that it plays, and now they help companies to manage their list of shareholders. The share registry will contact you on behalf of the company for shareholder matters.
1: With its single HIN number, the CHESS system is a bit simpler than issuer-sponsored shares. But with both systems, you'll ultimately be recorded as the named owner of whatever company you buy shares in. Under the custodial or omnibus model, however, things are a little bit different.
2: There are instances, however, um, both here in Australia, but also um, more predominant overseas, where your shares are being held on behalf of you, by someone else and they're often called what we say nominee accounts. Having those shares invested in your own name gives you the confidence that no one can obviously take those shares away from you because you control those shares.
1: If you're like me and losing things is your special skill and you want to know whether you've been officially recorded as the owner of a share or company there is an easy way to check.
2: So the easiest way is to look for the statements that you're getting from the Australian Stock Exchange. So you'll get a statement, you'll be applied a holder identification number with your details on it, your address on it, and it will show all of those shares via those statements themselves. If you're not getting that statement from the Australian Stock Exchange, uh, then obviously there's a potential that those shares are not being held in your name.
1: Having your name on an investment is more secure and also means you'll be kept in the loop by the company. They will let you know about dividends and other investment developments. We will grill Scott on this in more detail down the track. But as you can see, there is no shortage of people working hard behind the scenes to make sure your trade goes as smoothly as possible. Regardless, it can be overwhelming for new investors, especially when you compare the theoretical complexity of the share market with something that might seem a bit more straightforward, like the property market.
0: People view the share market as, as a really, like, a, it's like the dark world. <laughs> That's what I always think about. it. So like people have no idea what's going on. But at the same time, they're more than willing to buy a house. But the difference with stocks, it's a very liquid investment, whereas property is quite difficult and takes time. You know, you only have to look at the property market really over the last year or so, and it's been a tough property market. It's been hard to sell and prices have gone down. Whereas if you needed cash, you
3: can sell pretty quickly in the share market. The tangibility of the share market's the hardest thing to understand. You can also start small with a market here in Australia, like if you want to buy shares in a company say Woolies for the very first time, you only need to fork out a minimum 500 bucks. And after that you can purchase smaller amounts. Now, that's in stark contrast to the property market for example. We all know it costs a bit more than 500 bucks to get started. So, you know, the median property price in Australia at the moment is roughly 750 grand. So, 20% deposit, 150 grand. and if you live in Sydney or Canberra where prices are highest in Australia you know have to fork out substantially more. So there is that initial startup cost which makes it a bit easier to get into.
1: Despite what you might think, the share market is one of the most flexible investments going around. Unlike property, share trades can be made in seconds.
2: We wouldn't have a market like it is today without the technology that's there. Um, My original start was actually on the old trading floor where you saw the guys yelling and screaming and pointing up at the boards. And it was almost like who yelled loudest first got the deal first.
4: If we go back 20 or 30 years, you may have had uh, a stock certificate. You could frame that and put it on the wall and say that's uh, your representation of what you own in the the company. But now, of course, it's uh, all electronic.
2: When you trade in a share market, Whoever is providing the best price and is there first is going to be transacting in that market. Everything's electronically traceable. It isn't just someone writing a little ticket on a a trading floor on on, on a slip and the data behind it is then reviewable by regulators. So technology by far and away has added the security to the marketplace, but just as importantly, the accessibility. The market has never been more accessible to every investor.
1: The increased accessibility of the share market means more people are investing than ever before. ASX data from 2023 shows that there are more than 10.2 million Aussies holding shares in a listed investment. And with more investors in the market, there is also more information coming at investors from all corners of the internet. Some of it good, some of it not so much. I'm here to tell you about the easy way to make a million dollars a year with dropshipping. You are making a huge mistake if you don't invest right now. I mean, there's no risk. There is no shortage of people online who are providing, uh, let's say, less than credible information. So it's important to manage your expectations, to do your own research and be aware of the risks. Because the reality is, even if you are wise to the shady characters and do everything by the book, sometimes things can happen that are out of your control.
2: The war in Ukraine. Chinese property giant Evergrande. Volkswagen
0: has admitted to cheating. Enron crumbled into bankruptcy.
1: But I've got good news. Here in Australia, we have a pretty robust system which helps keep a close eye over the running of our markets. So when those things do happen, there is a plan in place.
3: So here in Australia, you've got ASIC, which regulates the the conduct of Aussie companies. So it keeps them in check, makes sure that they're behaving, and it's to protect consumers and investors here in Australia. And it's an independent government body. You've also got APRA, which was introduced in the late 1990s, and its job is to supervise banks, insurance and superannuation in Australia. And then there's the ACCC, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, a mouthful, but it's the competition watchdog. So its role is to promote fair competition in Australia so it benefits consumers. And you'll often hear about the ACCC on the news when, say, a company wants to buy another and the ACCC thinks it's not a great idea.
1: And when things go a bit pear-shaped, these regulators aren't afraid to step in and get things back on track. Like in 2015, when Burdett, Buckridge & Young, or BBY, a major sharebroker at the time, was suspended from trading by the ASX.
4: The regulators had to step in, and that left a gaping hole in the industry, but the regulators uh, stepped in and ensured that the failure of BBY wasn't enough to be systemic, in other words, to affect the the whole sharebroking industry. I suppose that's tantamount to highlighting the fact that our um, share market here in Australia has been quite resilient over time and quite secure.
1: Sometimes major events happen that reach beyond a single share market. These become more difficult for a regulator to manage. And for many investors, their first experience of this was the major share market event prompted by the outbreak... Of COVID-19.
3: The pandemic was like a once-in-a-lifetime a event, hopefully. Everyone was so frightened that this is the end. You know, we weren't able to go into offices, we weren't able to work, go out, and the market responded. It fell very quickly and quite aggressively off the back of that in just a few months. The interesting thing here, though, is that markets did recover and they pretty much always do. It might take some time to, but for people that just held on over that whole period, they'd be in a, in a better spot now in many cases than they were at that point if they really got emotional and sold because of of what they're hearing on the news.
0: In COVID, it was crazy. Like, you saw GameStop in the U- United States and all, all the you know, craziness that went on for that period. And, you know, a lot of retail investors or people new to the market came in. Um, and I think plenty of people through that COVID period in 2021 thought it was easy Yeah, most of those companies have fallen considerably. Ask yourself, why did I get this wrong? And then conversely, when you get something right, why did you get it right?
1: It's no secret that investing does carry an element of risk and you will sometimes make mistakes along the way. Remember though, that shares will go up and down and not to panic when they do. It's all part of the learning process. But thanks to new technology, strict regulation and smart people behind the scenes, the Australian share market has never been more approachable and it just starts with a single step.
3: Well, I think some of the best advice that a good friend of mine gave me a while ago was over a couple of beers, which seems to happen sometimes, but it was after training jiu-jitsu on a Monday night. He said whenever he starts anything new, he relates it back to the learning process in martial arts and at the risk of sounding like karate kid, every black belt was once a white belt. You know, you don't start a martial art as a black belt. You start as a beginner. You know, you don't even know how to put your pants on properly yet. And it's the same with investing. I think you don't start as Warren Buffett from day one. And it's unfair to have those expectations. But if Warren Buffett never started, he'd never be the Warren Buffett billionaire investor that he is today.
1: So I guess after three episodes, that means you've got your purple belt. Mm, I'm not sure it actually works like that. On the next episode, if you go into it thinking that you're going to make a quick buck, I'm sorry to tell you, but more often than not, that is probably not going to happen. And that's generally when someone goes into it with a short-term mind frame. We're getting scientific.
4: When we're acting impulsively, it's when the emotion overrides that thinking. It's almost like you stop thinking clearly with that part of your brain. And you just respond suddenly, quickly, and often to what feels good in the moment.
1: That's next time on ComSec Invest. Comsec Invest, The Share Market Simplified is a listener production brought to you in partnership with Comsec. Hosted by me, Jamila Risby. Audio by Kelly Fulston. Executive producer is Todd Stevens and producer is Thomas Dexton.
3: This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, Comsec. The information and views expressed in it do not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Opinions expressed to those of the individuals referenced and not CompSex. Listener.